Come follow us on our journey to get a low-budget DIY feature film from script to screen and beyond. And beyond. Nobody, nobody knows who we are. Look at yourselves, realistically, nobody's going to give you that money. Nobody. You don't know who the fuck you are. It's a complete risk. You are unknown. This is our first feature film, something we're going to do together. Uh, you're going to get it warped and all. For now, you're just some pair of idiots like everyone else. £10,000 to make a feature film. I mean, how do people do that? I don't know, but I think we're probably about to find out. This is DIY Cinema Cult. Alright, so hello Aaron, how you doing? Oh, nice to see you, Mark. You too, nice mate. Nice to see you. Yeah, good. I kind of can't believe that we haven't actually done a In The Pub episode after all this time yeah. considering you're now sort of allowed to and all of that we're still we can i think i think we definitely should plan that we, we i want to get an episode where we're in the pub and then maybe one when we're back in the shed as well because i feel like i missed yeah. the shed a little bit the shed's here it's uh, it's currently full of kind of kit at the moment because i came back from a sort of paid shoot type thing so mm. i'm surrounded by uh, stuff i haven't packed away properly mm. um so but yeah, i can always make space for you mark so oh you're, you're lovely you're lovely oh. well this is this is kind of a special episode because not only is it our 20th episode Aaron. oh 20th 20th Man, amazing it's yeah. also a, a free party special we're going to dedicate this episode to uh, have a little look at your uh, amazing kickstarter campaign that we can't i can't express enough what a success yeah. your Kickstarter campaign has been for your film, Free Party. How many weeks ago now has it been running for? So I think it's 30 days in total. So we've been running for 23 days, which is an auspicious in a free party way number. Yeah. 23 days to, to be doing that. So we're, we're in our last week, basically. 23 days ago, we did we did a little record of the launch, didn't we? We did, yeah. So yeah, shall, we we, should... shall we have a little listen to that? We could we could play what what the Here moment we where it all went went live. Yeah. So it's the momentous moment, Mark. I know. How do you how do you feel? Um, I think I kind of summed this up uh, a little bit ago with somebody else about about yeah. the launch. Is that it's excitifying. It it feels like it's <laughs> three years <laughs> of kind of me basically having this idea in my own head. And yeah. and now uh, and obviously you know slowly building up the Facebook group and the community around it and the the kind of contributors and doing the filming and all this stuff yeah. and this is this is like apart from obviously the the uh, the film festival interest and and Kickstarter's help and everything this feels like the first time it's going to be actually shown to the world you know yeah. and. Uh, uh, it's terrifying because you know there's two and a half thousand people in the Facebook group that might just go, "This looks shit," and then yeah. ah, or they might be really positive, or some mixture of the two. You know, so it, I'm, you know, it does feel quite scary, really. Yeah, and you've you've had Kickstarter kind of guru help, haven't you? Kind of helping you along. Well, yeah, I mean, all very uh, Kickstarter themselves have been very helpful because that mm. that was part of the perk of kind of doing the um uh getting this uh film screening uh, to yeah. this, uh, in edit was that kickstarter would kind of process uh, guide you through the process which has been really helpful uh and then a few other people have sort of who've had a lot of experience have kind of approached me and sort of said look love the project this is so exciting i've always mm -hmm. thought somebody needed to do something like this i i also happen to be 
a bit of a Kickstarter guru, uh, I suggest right. you do this, that and the other. So there's been lots of lots of fairly informal, but really great uh, advice about Kickstarters generally. And um, whenever you speak to somebody, they give you something new and you're like, oh, God, I haven't thought about that. It's it's a proper proper mission. Yeah. So re- this is this is the moment. Then are you ready to uh, you ready to do the launch? Okay, let's go for it. Okay, so so after we've launched, maybe I could be your first visitor, official visitor to the Kickstarter page. And oh and my god, start it yeah. off. And what about that idea? Yeah, I think I think that feels poetically perfect. Because then maybe because you know some people listening might be very familiar with Kickstarter, some others not so much. So we can kind of have a little have a little talk through it and, and kind of look through yeah. what you've got going on there. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. I mean, mm. uh, okay. So I'm going to go to the big green button. So here we go. Good news. Your project's been approved. You have a green light to launch and there's a green button that says prepare oh, to launch. Go. So exciting. Gulk. Gink. Gink. Okay. Prepare to launch. Do it. Do your, it. Do it. Your, your launch date and time determine your end date and you have 31 oh. days if you oh, launch God. now, you will have until Thursday, June seventeenth, nine forty-nine. Funding right. is all or nothing. Click the button, launch now. Ready? Three, two, two, do it. One, do it. Launch. <gasps> What's it saying? It says the word drum roll. Congratulations, your right. project is live. Wicked, wicked. Right, I've got Kickstarter open here, so shall I have a little search and see if Okay, I... so you yeah. should be able to find free party a documentary, I hope. I can see you. So yeah, people looking for you, just search free party a documentary by Aaron Trinder. Oh, God. 0% funded, 30 days to go. <laughs> it's not going so well at the moment. <laughs> Mark, you need well, to start things off. Okay, I'm going to back this project. So basically, Kickstarter, very, very, you know, you know, very easy to use, very kind of user-friendly. And we get yeah. you know, taken straight to your page. We get the trailer and yeah. the trailer cut. You've got lots of lovely images on there. Look at that. Yeah. You've it's got everything, of... everything laid out, you know, your goal, what's the, st- the story behind the film, loads and loads of information for people to have a look at. Yeah. Uh, bloody brilliant. It's great. It's really, really brilliantly done. Well done, mate. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's a labor of, of love, you could say. So there we go. And I mean, the great thing about this is you've really clearly outlined exactly what you might want the money for you know your music licenses the yeah. footage licenses post-production and you've got all your um you know your rewards outlined as well for people who are, who who pledge certain amounts of money get certain amounts of um little goodies and you know associate producer credits and 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 and, yeah. and beyond that even exec exec producer credits so yeah brilliant i am gonna let's back this project i'm gonna press my little button yeah why don't you go for the £39 option, which I think is quite a good one because it's uh, you get uh, this amazing merchandise from the era. You get a love cabbage, which is a classic sticker of the free party era. Yeah, which, lovely. Which you used to get a sticker put on you once you donated towards the generator if you were at a free party. Oh, someone's pipped you to it, mate. Oh, have they? <laughs> What's your first one? Someone's your- put... Someone's put 123 quid in. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Like it's happening right now. Okay. I have pledged. So it's two people and me. So you've had three, you've had three 
Oh yeah, donations. I think two, two. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh look, there's there's you. And look, I, I literally went up in real time. It went. Oh, so there you go. It's like we've, we've you've just launched and you've had three uh, three backers already. already. And I haven't actually told anybody either yet, so I haven't posted on Facebook or anything. So uh, yeah, I wanted to be the first, but yeah. I just wasn't quick enough. <laughs> I wasn't quick enough. And there you go. And we had no idea how successful it would be. And I think the clues were there in the fact that I was trying to be your first uh, donation. And I was got, yeah. I got pipped by like two or three people before I even got the, the button pressed. I know. It was kind of shocking that, that you know, <laughs> we were, I was literally fumbling around going, how, where do you do this? You've got to click here. And uh, here's the big green button. Right. Click the big button. Right. Go on. Now you're going to you're going to be the first person to donate. <laughs> and two people have already donated. <laughs> It's incredible. I couldn't have that prestigious title as being the first oh, one. But you've since then, you've risen to the highest of heights because you're now officially a co-producer on the film. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I mean, I, it was always my intention to put a little bit more um, into the part. And I've got to right. say, I've got to say that it was, it was kind of reading loads of kind of lovely little kind of comments and testimonials and stories from people um from your Facebook group, actually, yeah. who, you know, associated with, involved in the three-party scene back in the day. And it was so heartfelt. I was so touched by how much the film means to um, so many people. And you've really engaged uh, with a lot of those people on, online, you know, for the build-up to this film. And I just yeah. thought, I really, because I know that your goal was, there was this initial goal, we'll talk about this in a minute, of the, of yeah. the Barcelona Festival. Yeah, uh, a doc doc fence festival that you want to get a cut for, but then there's also the next May is the 30 mm. year celebration uh, uh, anniversary of the Castle Morton um, yeah. free party, and I just thought I was reading all of these things from from people posting on 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 your Facebook group, and I just thought, oh my god, you've got to have something done for yeah. that 30 year anniversary, and so that's what kind of drove me, and I'm sure many many other people to um, put their hands in their pocket and and stick some money down. Well, it's enormously appreciated. I was shocked and flabbergasted. I think I sent you a sh slightly shocked uh, uh, email when you, you did put the backing in. But so uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks to you. It means we. I, it means I get to have you as a sidekick at any do that we get, <laughs> yeah. any screenings. But <laughs> you're you're absolutely right that um, I think the film clearly means a, a lot to a great deal of people. So mm. you know, like you say, you set an initial goal when you uh, plan something like a crowdfunder, and we'll talk about the sort of bits, of the, the nuts and bolts in a way of, of making a crowdfunder work um, mm. as we go through our, our chat today. But you plan for something and you just have no idea. You have no idea if you've pitched it high, low, or if it's about right. And, uh, you know, I remember having a conversation with my other half, Kate, and saying, well, you know, if we if we reach uh our initial goal kind of you know if we get to 20 percent of the goal in the first week yeah. then psychologically hopefully that will mean that people feel like it's really going to happen you know yeah and then day two we'd hit the target already it was amazing it was unreal how it just flew in that in, flew. The, in those first couple of days yeah and i mean and, and it for sure 
is a great deal to do with uh, having a community on side, a, yeah. a kind of group of people who are excited. Um, and I mean, you know, what what I think a lot of people uh, who who do crowdfunders don't realise is that um, your ideas may be fabulous. You may come up with an amazing trailer. You may have amazing people in it. You may have a video that was is brilliant. But unless you've got a group of people who are excited to see that film before mm. you even launch a crowdfunder, and I mean they've got to be excited to see it, and they've got to be uh, they've got to feel very positively and advocates for that yeah. project before you even launch it, then you you've got a real uphill challenge. You are listening to the debut feature film podcast. This is DIY Cinema Cult. Tell me a little bit about when you started, because how long ago was it you started that Facebook group? Maybe a year or so, year and a half or something like that, was it? It's actually nearly two and a half yeah. years ago. Wow, um, yeah. Because so I, cause, I, because what I do, because talking about a group there, I feel like what you've done with that Facebook group, you've really engaged with the group that not only are... are a very spirited bunch of people but you know then you know they as a community um have a have a have great form in actually making something out of nothing you know bringing yeah. parties creating creating events so they were really as very active people you've kind of re reactivated them in some way by reminding them of of that time and it's that's what's got them really behind you isn't it yeah i mean you know I I can't sort of state enough that um, in in the world that we're in, which is, you know, saturated with media of all forms, um, yeah. that if you plan to get a project off the ground uh, that's a passion project, then you really need to have an audience for that project before yeah. you dream it up. You, you can dream up a project, you can dream up something wonderful, but then you've got to go about searching for that audience. And this... This project has always had um, underrepresentation in the media. Uh, yeah. It's something which was a kind of a, in some ways, a bit of an outlaw culture, and that, in some ways, is is um, uh, means that it's the people within it and the people who who experienced it are desperate for a kind of uh, a, a, a proper piece of representation of of the of their culture and their world, and so. You know, the, when I came up with the original idea, which is to make a short film about a specific one specific event, I just set up this group as a kind of a, is anybody out there who remembers these things? You know, because it, it was a fact finding um, group. It was a, it was much smaller. But when I, of course, when I started interviewing uh, people, and and you know, there's no there's no doubt about it. All of the ills of social media that we know of, this uh, it's been extremely useful it is a research tool for me to sort of find people and to um yeah to connect with both the the contributors and the audience when i started talking to people i realized the bigger story really hasn't been told um each individual that i spoke to offered a new side to that story and i thought well i can never tell a definitive tale but what i can do is kind of collect together and uh, draw some kind of through lines between all of these stories because there are so many fabulous um, sides to it um, and um, so the the group that was set up initially was a kind of a oh does anybody remember this scene you know and um, 
And does anybody know where I can get in contact with this person? And does anybody know anything about that? So it was a genuine fact-finding um, process year, two and a half years ago. And then it's built and built and built. And um, it's kind of taken on, in some ways, a bit of a life of its own. Uh, uh, but certainly in the past year, you know, partly I think a certain amount of nostalgia for better times during the time where we're all locked down and we're all not able mm. to socially engage with each other that the group has really taken on a, a, a new uh, importance and uh, a lease of um, uh, life mm. and um, and that audience grew from you know three four hundred five hundred to now up to over three thousand people mm. And they uh, are both passionate about it um, and also the experts of that, this um, stories. Um, so in some ways, you know, they've, they've become uh, the driving force and uh, also the advocate for the project. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, for sure, one of the first and most important foundations to, to building a, a sort of successful crowdfunding campaign and, and that in a way that wasn't my original intention with the Facebook group the Facebook group yeah. was there to fact find but it became a place where people were clearly demonstrating how passionate they were and I effectively you know said look we could get this made if if uh, people are up for helping you know yeah and and, and, I, and I think they were so from what I from from what I can hear from from the voices surrounding that I think they were so pleased to have someone representing their side their view and perspective of that scene because like you say at the time it was so they were so demonized within the press yeah uh, and, and within within kind of mainstream culture that um and it still it still hurts today. You can hear you can hear yeah. in their words today. It's still it's still great, and it still it still is a very upsetting fact. Uh, yeah. uh, inverted commas. And so it's nice. I think they just love the fact that suddenly there's someone who's going to be making media in this modern age where we we can we can suddenly we can put films out. We can we can stream them on 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 various services. It's not just BBC One and ITV anymore. Yeah. Suddenly we can have voices you know like yours like theirs like everyone's saying well this is actually our perspective on that whole yeah. scene and and i think um what's been interesting is that uh, many within that uh, scene they know their own story very well but what they don't i guess realize is that there were lots and lots of parallel stories yeah. which which kind of came together so uh you know there's a lot of people from within uh, the DIY, uh, which was sort of, you know, from from up north and sort of um, originally from Manchester Bolton area, but sort of um, Nottingham based. A lot of people from that scene are passionate about DIY, and of course, we we love the word DIY. It's sort of fed into our philosophy, and you know, yeah. DIY as a concept and all of that is all part of the the uh, the the project that we're sort of undertaking. Mm. And it kind of felt like, you know, oh, well, the DIY story is part of the, you know, this story of the film. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, there's people from the within the traveler community and they feel like they've never had their story represented well. In fact, they were very demonized in the press. There was a terrible, um, terrible kind of uh, demonization of, of their culture generally. And uh, and then there was the Spiral Tribe, who in a way somewhere in some 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 ways are more uh, represented in the media but but have always felt um 
that the representations of them have been incorrect and wrong. So mm. in a way it's, <clears throat> you know, there are, uh, and, and even beyond these, these three groups, there are so many other voices and so many other people that experience those times as being very, very special that are being fed into to the project and um, yeah. helping it all the, the more rich. It must have just mushroomed very quickly <clears throat> once you started to get involved and, and, and look into this, like you say, from starting with one particular party and then starting to talk to people online and kind of get involved in various communities online. It must have just mm. mushroomed straight away and very quickly. <clears throat> it's. I think it's the in a way because it as a scene, it was a very uh, decentralized sort of scene, mm. as in you know it wasn't like one person came up with something like a pop star and then they had loads of followers. It wasn't really yeah. like that. It was an extraordinarily decentralized kind of scene <clears throat> before the internet, and so it's all about, I suppose, speaking to <clears throat> to the to those networks of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and those networks of people are very connected to each other because actually that was the the method of which uh, the strength that that um, group had was that they were, you know, back in, in the day, they would have a phone line and people would f call up the phone line. They would find out where the meeting point was and they'd head to the party or they would be, uh, they would meet at certain festivals and they would share ideas. And, and so they were networks, you know, they were, they were, they were groups and networks. And in a way, I've probably managed to um, connect to the various different networks. And then in some ways, the Facebook group and, and eventually yeah. the film itself will connect all of those networks, oh, as many as I can in a, yeah. in a uh, you know, a modest undertaking of a, of a, of a film of, you know, 70, 80, 90 minutes. Um, but it's, a, it's been about that real, the network effect and, um, connecting to all of these different groups uh, and them really realizing each other's part of the story uh, as well. I think another really important thing that you're doing with your film is that you're making that connection, the timeline between then and now, which yeah. is very, very important. It's not a story that has an end. It's not like this this beautiful scene flourished, then the state kind of stamped it out, the end of the story. No, you know, it didn't go away. Talk about that a little bit, that kind of connection you're making between the two. Yeah, I mean, and it's such an ongoing um, story because in a way, a lot of the story was about <clears throat> the fact that there had been a decade of of a repressive government and then there was a sense of uh that this is coming to some kind of conclusion at the end of the thatcher era and there was a uh reconnection with each other you know it had been very tribal during the, the thatcher era which was <clears throat> if you were a goth you hated you hated punks and if you were punk you hated uh dancer you know as in it was there, there was cross-pollination in some scenes mm. and i'm sure there's always exceptions but generally it was uh it was tribal <clears throat> and then those tribes came together at the end of the 80s start of the 90s and there was a, a feeling of <clears throat> different groups uh connecting to each other all in the same space all in my particular focus you know on uh the dance floor or even a dance floor in a field 
out yeah. in the middle of nowhere, listening to the same music, smiling, you know, connecting with people that you would never normally have talked to, you know, every race, every culture, uh, city and country, um, rich and poor, black, white, Asian, everybody in the same space. And it was a unifying culture and it was where music was had this power back then mm. and it was a, it seems to be a very strong reaction to the oppressive times that it, that it came from as a reaction against and then that in some ways bled into when when it fractured into different um different kind of directions after the mm. the criminal justice bill and the, the oppression of the sort of particular party scene and also the traveler scene very strong oppression of the traveler scene afterwards it split into a multitude of different directions and they spawned their own cultural story. And some of that was very, um, very much along the party line. So, you know, European, the Technovals, all of this thing that became bigger in, in, in some ways, in many ways yeah. than, the, than the English thing. Um, and then also the protest movements. And, and you know, I've spoken to people who have said that the, 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 the line of the protest movement came out of the the sort of remnants of the free party scene uh, and became, you know, the Newbury bypass and then became reclaim the streets. And then mm -hmm. some of those people got involved in Occupy. And then some of those people were inspired by Occupy. So it's like a, it became a sort of a, a, a story of seeing where this energy flowed out from this original yeah. moment. And of course, now we are in a situation with again, and a, a somewhat oppressive government situation in the UK. And um, ironically, they're trying to force through another very draconian bill connected to trespass that's going to demonise travelling communities, that's going to demonise protesters, that's going to make it illegal to have a one-person progress protest that <laughs> that is uh, annoying somebody i mean it's unbelievable you know i mean that sounds like a monty python sketch it's, it's to me. Oh, you know yeah annoyance i mean it is shocking <laughs> isn't it that you know you could one person could cause so much annoyance that they could be arrested and thrown in jail for one year i mean it could be used <laughs> in the most draconian way so the term kill the bill which came as a result of the criminal justice bill is back again you know and i was on a yeah. protest march with my camera just when they sort of uh in the start of may and i saw a sign with somebody saying um kill the bill i was here in 94 and i thought yeah there we yeah. go the energy is still there of res a certain amount of um resistance to oppressive regimes but also um the right to roam the right to be with connected with other people the right to protest the right to party all of these things feel about you know uh in some ways kind of um you know being being free in in the mm. in the, the world to be able to to uh do you know what you feel you should and um it's certainly got massive contemporary relevance the film is is going to be unfolding over the next three to six months so i'm i'm editing yeah i'm making uh i'm making the film uh based on this deadline of this barcelona mm. Um, film festival which is in November and I've had conversations today about other possible screenings mm. um, but I would imagine the story is going to be unfolding up till then yeah so so you had this so so if we wind it back a little bit so you had your kind of Facebook yeah. group the idea is kind of mushrooming you're thinking this film isn't going to be just about 
this sphere. It's, I'm going to widen it out to this, this, and this. The film's getting bigger and bigger. Um, you then start to edit accordingly. Tell us a bit about the In Edit Festival that you applied for, and then because you've had some because the knock-on effects with that to your Kickstarter were quite quite fundamental, weren't they? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, when you set up a Kickstarter campaign off your own steam. Uh, you've got to sort of start from scratch. So the, you, you, the the best thing to do for a Kickstarter, first of all, is to uh, create a community. First of mm. all, is to start to talk about your film to as many people who might well be the audience for your film when you come to uh, try to get it out in the world. And that's not necessarily just as for crowdfunding, but it's anybody making a film. You know, mm. you've got to try to create a bit of a community around it. Because um, eventually... The, the sad truth, in a way, is that um, if, you know, even a distributor these days will look at how many, uh, what kind of audience you might have. And mm -hmm. the way the audience that they check will be uh, largely, or well, the most obvious way to check it is to check how many likes or whatever you've got on a group that you've set up. So yeah. it's a little bit, a little bit sort of um, the cold brutality of, of the, you know, the, the nature of industry and business these days mm. um but in terms of my specific campaign i i i knew this facebook group group was um it was proving fantastically fruitful and and the people were you know sharing stories and pictures and the group was growing um but but all this all the while i've been applying for funding traditional funding routes you know going to the bfi funds and uh various funds that that pop up uh, going to, to try to get to Sheffield Doc, Doc Fest to pitch the film, all the traditional routes, you know. Mm -hmm. um, all the while, of course, we're talking about DIY filmmaking, and uh, in a way, what's well, the traditional modes are: you wait to get accepted by some kind of funding body. They give you a bit of money, and then that gives you a little bit of a start. The new ways of doing things tend to be this crowdfunded way round, which is mm. that you 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 know you you uh, find your audience and you you get them on board to help you um fund the film and whether that's to just get started or for the whole thing you know or anything in between um so i've been pitching and pitching to lots of funding buddies with gotten getting zeros everywhere and then i did pitch for um this thing uh which was in association with Kickstarter, which was uh, a special work in progress screening at the InEdit Festival, so a music documentary festival. Mm -hmm. And they are keen to show music documentaries being made, not just finished ones. So obviously for an audience of, of uh, festival goers, probably quite a lot of them are filmmakers, probably also quite a lot of them might be uh, broadcasters or what have you and are interested in new projects that are happening mm -hmm. so I, I pitched for this particular scheme and I, I got in and the fabulous thing was that it came with some mentoring and backing by Kickstarter so what that meant is rather than me on my own just going right I'm going to make a Kickstarter campaign because you never mm -hmm. feel like there's the good moment for it it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a stressful amount of work what this meant was that they gave me a bit of a deadline. They said, well, look, you've got your film festival that's in now. You're going to do a, some sort of work in progress screening yeah. in November. And we will help you get your campaign underway, which has been invaluable because I've mm -hmm. had 
you know, the ear of somebody who's gone through the process themselves and lots of advice and Brilliant. access to uh, access to materials that can help. A lot of it's free stuff that you can get already actually through the various uh, crowdfunding campaign stuff. But, you know, they pulled it all together for me. I had a chat and a mentor that was somebody who could really hone down the, the storytelling. And that's what you realize crowdfunding is in the end. It's uh, your first public attempt to tell your story. Yeah. Both both the story of the project you're trying to get off the ground, the film, but also your story as to why somebody might want to back this project. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, on the Kickstarter page, it's literally called Story, and you write the story of why this project is is an important thing to make and uh, connect to your audience through that and then obviously make a kind of a film trailer mm. type thing. And that was the bit that I found uh, both the best because I made my trailer that, you know, told the, the film story as best as I can because obviously I've done loads of interviews and mm. got lots of archive already. But then I also had to talk to the audience directly to the camera and God, that was painful because there's <laughs> nothing a nothing a filmmaker hates more than having themselves on camera. But I think that so, was, I think that was great that you had this fantastic looking trailer. Uh, you know, you obviously had your piece to camera. I can understand yeah. that was excruciating Pain. for you, but still, Agony. but still look good. You know, you still look very yeah. good. And then also, you've released these little tasters as well. Yeah. which get, just give a lovely I, I love the tone of those as well they're much more kind of uh, kind of feely and kind of fl yeah. floaty and very kind of emotional about the time and about how people felt about being part of those parties um but all very well they, they give such a flavor of the film and i think that's really important that you have to make something that is as good as you want your documentary to be so although even though the documentary still in the works you're still in the process yeah. maybe midway or maybe even earlier or what have you whatever stage you're at you still have to produce these little nuggets that feel like the finished article to get people infused and involved yeah and i mean actually i had generally amazing responses to the first trailer i released because it was um um you know people people i think twenty seven thousand people have watched it or something crazy amazing. you know, you think you think you know you, tr you know something that you stick online well that doesn't often happen mm. um but it can but but it, a trailer's got to do a certain job hasn't it it's got to really get your attention yeah it's got to you know as we all know like movie trailers sometimes they give the game away don't they like when you see a yeah. movie it was a time of war they've got they've got to really grab your attention they've got to throw you through the emotion of the film they've got to show you who the kind of antagonists and the protagonists and all of that sort of stuff so they've got it's a very condensed form of storytelling and um hopefully it gives a real flavor of uh the story but it's got to do it in three minutes max yes yeah. you know and, and also and be... also do it to people who may not be have knowledge yeah. of the free but you know it has to be a very general yeah. introduction pulling people into whereas i think the tasters that you did spoke very much to what it felt like to be part of that scene, which is going to be a flavour within your film too. But that's what that's yeah. why I thought the trailer was great because it just pulled people in. Yeah, uh, and then your tasters were like, and also this, you know, this is going to be here as well. This is going to be for you too. Yeah, and I mean the tasters in a way the trailer was banging. You know, it has yeah. to, it has to has to grab your attention, and it was all of the music was very kind of high energy, and it was you know big sort of techno tracks and big sort of hardcore drummer bass type stuff. So it was really high energy 
um, a little, you know, dramatic. But that, in a way, is all in the story. It's all in the film. Yeah. Um, but the teasers could be much more um, reflective. Yeah. And that shows, like you say, the sort of yin to the yang, that there is going to be moments of uh, thoughtfulness, moments of uh, personal memories, and also the uh, the kind of magical sense yeah. of the, the, the time as well as the, you know, the, the kind yeah. of high-pitched drama. I think a trailer said what was happening and then the, the teasers kind of showed people why it was happening, what it felt like in, in yeah. to be there in those moments. Yeah, that's, I thought that was fantastic. That's that's very good to know. But yeah, yeah. I think I think what the what you do realise, and this is something that anybody who might be planning a crowdfunding campaign has got to realise, is that it's not all about that launch day. I mean, we had, we had that funny moment where we, we obviously launched... Uh, recorded our, our the launch moment and then you kind of think now sit back and watch well actually you've got to keep people engaged because it's 30 days yeah. potentially you know some people do longer it's 30 days where you've got to keep people coming back and looking um, often there's a big excitement for the first week uh, and thankfully you know we hit our target very quickly and so mm. that meant that it gives it it pushed it right up to the top of the kickstarter rating mm. so because you know kicks like all social media it loves a winner so we got to the top of the the kickstarter uh you know uh p- projects we love and then we were on the front mm. page even for, like for five days we were on the front page of kickstarter and it was like what the heck you know this bizarre moment where <laughs> they we were on the front page of kickstarter and uh but then it will inevitably trail off and people mm. will look at the next thing and you know somebody has launched a pack of tarot cards on Kickstarter and that's the front page. And you're like, but what about used my to be, film? It was it me two me. weeks ago. They loved me once, you know. <laughs> they loved the, my I, film. I've heard and that. So that's heard when that. the trailers come in, you know. That's yeah. When dropping these other little nuggets. They can be much more thoughtful. They can be more niche. They can be more specific. Dropping tiny little things in just to keep it bubbling along, just to keep people's interest and it keep the project aware and it and it has worked i mean yeah the certainly funding wise it really spiked and then it started to trail off but it's still seeing a steady but slowish increase uh, towards our stretch goals which is once you beat your once you get your your basic done you can start to introduce some mm. other goals to to and the idea is always maybe just maybe we could fund this project entirely DIY, yeah. you know, before anything else, which is an incredible idea. One I didn't even think we could hope for. But and it, which is entirely in keeping with the spirit of yeah, the thing you're making yeah. the documentary about. Um, yeah, it makes it for all the better a kind of complete story. So we shall see. But it's um, certainly those adding those little things that you can drop in, little clips, little moments, yeah, uh, stills, whatever it is throughout the campaign really help to just keep people's attention.
I've heard that there's often a spike at the end of campaigns. Have you heard that as well? I've heard, I've heard that there's, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard there's a spike at the beginning when everyone's kind of enthused and it drops off, and then as the yeah. da- as the date draws near, that kind of it motivates people to go. Oh, I'm, I, I was going to put yeah. some money in this. I'd forgotten until now, but now I'm going to. You know, there's one day to go, so you might yeah. see you might see a bit of a surge there, possibly. Well, I, I, a bit of a surge, Gainsbourg. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hope so. I think it would be amazing. I think there's that that is built into the nature of Kickstarter's sort of structure. Which right. is that it's a campaign, yeah, and you know it means you've got a you get a big bunch of excitement at the start, and I mean the excitement has drawn all sorts of other benefits, which I was quite surprised by, which we'll talk about. But you get a big bunch of excitement at the start, and at the end, hopefully, as people think, oh God, there's only a few days left. I really want to put in to make sure this project that I'm a part of this project. Um, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, in the next. It's basically one week. Uh, hopefully, in the next week, we will, uh, you know, get to our next stretch goal, and then, you know, who knows? Yeah. But, um, so, so you reach the main, your first goal, like uh, what was it yeah. after the first day or two? Two, did you two, two days. Yeah, two, two days. Two days, yeah. and then you start getting all this press attention. You start getting little notes in the press. Tell us about that and how that kind of boosted things. I mean, in a way, this was the big surprise because. Um, I, you kind of think, well, who cares about a Kickstarter campaign, you know? Mm. Um, but if you heard in the press about, oh, you know, so so let's say one of our favourite filmmakers, David Lynch or, you know, or Spike Lee or somebody, mm. oh, Werner Herzog's making a new documentary about, um, let I don't know, so, uh, let's say, you know, about free parties. Werner Herzog's <laughs> making a... And you'd go, wow, I'd love to see that film. And he's also launched a Kickstarter campaign and you can donate now. Well, actually, you would be really interested in that because Mm. you're in at that early stage. And we all we all hope to, you know, champion projects in some way. And so I was very surprised that that press would be in the remotest bit interested in, you know, me, a fairly unknown filmmaker kind of making a documentary. Um, but actually, because of the subject matter and because of possibly the, the timing, as in it was, you know, it feels very prescient at the moment. It's uh, it's done uh, very well. I mean, there's been all the major sort of music uh, papers, you know, or not papers anymore, but uh, mm-hmm. press, Mix Mag, DJ Mag, you know, these sorts of places <clears throat> have all done articles and uh, shown the trailer and who knows what effect that has. But what it certainly does is when you repost, oh, Mixmag have picked it up, it creates more excitement, even more. And so yeah. it just, again, it's about people realizing this is a viable, real thing. Yeah, It's it's not somebody making something up in their bedroom uh, that they're never going to be able to achieve. It's something real. It's really happening. People in the press are talking about it. People in the press are excited about it. Yeah. And you can be involved too. So, it it was for sure completely surprising that um, and humbling that that press would get hold of it in that way. Um, you also see this weird thing about about you kind of notice how the how it works. Is in mm. there was three or four big publications that that put the story out, <clears throat> and then. Of course, then you start to get a slightly addicted to Googling your own project. <laughs> oh, free party folk history documentary. And you start to go, oh, look, there's one in Spanish. And you realize 
It's yeah. an exact translation and copy of the DJ Mag one yeah, for a Spanish yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. But you realise then, well, that's just the nature of it. It's another sort of whatever the viral uh, effect of of a an idea getting in front of people. Um, Incredible. The the other amazing effect, and this is again something completely un well, I didn't realise, but the other amazing effect of the um, uh, result of doing a crowdfunding campaign is that it just gets you loads and loads of attention. Mm. And there's a scary side to that because suddenly everyone's going, hey, who's this mm. guy who's going to make a film? You know, But it also means I've, I had... I don't know how many, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of friend requests and and, and uh, mm. emails I got in the first couple of weeks and still getting. 99.99% um, of them extremely positive. Mainly, I'd love to help. How could I help? I do post-production. I do sound design. I'm a art worker. I'm a graphic designer. I'm all sorts of things people really wanting to help and support now of course it can be a bit overwhelming because you wow who do i even begin to start talking to you know it's yeah. so overwhelming but then also people talking about press about screening the film independent screenings um this wow. i mean this has been fabulous maybe 10 15 20 different independent screening uh, possibilities uh so, you know, our idea and, you know, the, the, the in a way, the sort of um, concept that you kind of uh, innovated, you know, sort of putting films on in local cinemas as a part of that sort of DIY approach, you know, you did it the sort of um, for the chewing gum man. Well, I can really see a way where even if, you know, eventually this film has a sort of proper distribution, <clears throat> as in proper meaning TV or mm. cinemas or whatever, well, maybe before that, there's a brilliant festival or small scale screening yeah. run that it can go on that would just be great because it's really connecting to the audience that care about this story you know yeah. finding an amazing venue and making it feel like a bit of a party within itself and having a screening yeah in some i don't know so yeah you know, i mean some... you know places all over the country all over europe have said oh when when you're ready let us know we'd love to do a screening in you know bristol and worthing by brighton all kinds of different places and you think well that sounds like a fun six months going oh, and meeting yeah. loads of people doing q and a's uh i can totally know. see it in cinema tents in festivals as well festivals it's, you know yeah yeah so you know as co-producer i think um you better be you know driving <laughs> me around <laughs> i'll be there <laughs> I'll be there. So, so now, so what kind of what level are we at now in terms of funding as we speak, as we're recording? What what stretch oh. goal have we hit? Well, it, it's, it's it becomes slightly addictive, but slightly uh, de, de, sort of depressing and and kind of scary as well. That you start the way it works is you kind of get notifications on your phone when somebody's mm. donated, and you think, oh my god, somebody's donated. Uh, and then, and of course, for the first two weeks, it was this flurry and I was just, you know, on a bit of a high and speaking to loads of people. And and then it starts to tail off and you start to feel the sadness creep in. <laughs> Where have <laughs> and you they think, all gone? They don't love me anymore. It's a little bit like, you know, and you think, oh God, I'm, it's nuts because of course I, it's way over what I expected. Um, but what, what happened in a way of like getting through our uh, goal quite quickly 
was that suddenly I could see a different path for this film than I was probably envisaging before. Before mm. I was thinking, scrape together whatever we can, get it to this in-edit music documentary festival. Hopefully somebody there likes it. Maybe I get a bit of, you know, films take many, many, many supporters, backers, investors mm. usually to get off the ground. Documentary, you know, your average Netflix doc, I don't even know what the budget is. 300, 500 grand, whatever, loads of money, basically money that the DIY filmmaker never has. Mm. But doing it the way that I've done it, beating the kind of immediate goal, and then you start to creep up and you start to set these stretch goals of like, well, if we reach that, well, then I could get on board somebody to do some design for mm. it. or And then I could get here and then I could do some additional filming days, you know, as in rather than this is the film I have, it's the one that's in the, on the hard drive. Well, I'd really love to get out to some of those old yeah. uh, sites and shoot some beautiful stuff of things now and connect now with then. And you were always so, going to have some heavy costs with licensing, weren't you? Image. Well, this and, is, this is for sure one tunes. of the, yeah, in a way that the, the higher that we can reach, the uh, closer we can to a finished film, but, the licensing costs of music and, and footage cannot be underestimated. I mean, the Gettys of the world, the ITNs of the world, and also the music tracks, they it's astronomical levels of, of funding. So it's, it makes sense that an indie documentary that's based on archive is going to really struggle because there is um, <clears throat> such high costs associated with archive and uh, with music. So the more money that comes in, the more that actually, hey, well, maybe for a festival run, mm. we could pay for those licenses. We could we could get it so that it's watchable by as many people, at least for a festival run, as mm. possible as a entirely independently funded project. And it's a kind of, I mean, I never would have thought that that would be possible three weeks ago. I, you know, that would have been complete head in the clouds, but it starts to look possible. So we're, we are going back to your original question, Today we're at twenty seven point five eight one k, so twenty seven thousand five hundred eighty one quid, with five hundred twenty eight wonderful backers. I love you all. You beautiful, and, uh, beautiful people. Yes, I mean it's just amazing. Seven days to go from today, so it'll end at nine forty nine a.m. on the seventeenth of June. So there we go. So this this episode will probably go out couple of days before that so get to kickstarter search yeah. free party yeah and be uh, a part of history guys yeah well you know <laughs> and i'm hoping we have a real party off the back of the whole thing yes. at the end of it you know with we certainly got the music covered with all of the different people involved yes. <laughs> And maybe, and maybe you people are listening to this episode and it's past the date. You know, yeah. let's say, oh, we've missed a Kickstarter campaign. How can yeah. people kind of help and get involved, you know, if they've missed that? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I've already had people sort of saying to me, um, oh, I don't want to put money through Kickstarter because I don't, I don't have a bank account. And, I, and mm. of course you think, 
well of course you know not everybody has some people are off grid you know yeah yeah so i've just said look that's a wonderful thing that you that you would want to support the project and i will find a way for uh people to support it um outside traditional methods you know i mean of course i'm concentrated on this campaign for the next little bit but after that obviously if you need if you have uh footage <coughs> stills stories that you're happy to contribute then that's an amazing way to mm. contribute to contribute to the film or if you have skills uh that's another way uh, to contribute to to the project um and then you know i may set up some kind of whatever uh you know donate button mm. at some point in the future once the dust has settled but um people from the community that you've been tapping into online and people that you've met through the making of the film have they been happy to donate photographs and and video for you to use in the film yeah i mean uh, what my what i've always said and this is the way i would like to 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 for it to run is that i won't use anybody's material without full consent and i'll get a license from everybody who yeah. donates uh something uh how that will pan out really depends on how funded the project is um but i would like to in some way if you know we went into profit to share that profit amongst all the people who contributed material properly right. you know? yeah um so i will create some you know in a way i can't know what that means at the moment because if this is it, if this is the last penny that ever there is for this project, then the chances of any kind of film being made is still quite slim. Mm. But the um, the the idea I've had is that anybody who contributes kind of like their own footage, their own stills, I will license fully for any kind of release to the world, any kind of commercial release. And um, that will be based on some kind of... Uh, profit share or some kind of minimum something you know so yeah yeah because I, I want I, I for certainly don't want people to feel like I'm just taking all of their memories and uh uh you know making a film out of it for my own glorification it's a mm. it's a passion project I've spent three years making it I've put on I don't even know how much of my own money and time into the project it doesn't you know it's not about that for me um I want to see it to the to the finish there's an amazing audience for it. I know there is. And if ever there was any sort of a profit or any sort of, um, you know, if it was bought by whomever, my idea is that anybody who has contributed footage and stills, I will license that in a fair way across the board. So everybody will get a kind of a, uh, a fair recompense for that. You are listening to DIY Cinema Cult. So Aaron, people might be listening to this who maybe they've they've got this project in mind. It's a passion yeah. project. They need a boost. They need some money to get themselves started. Or maybe they've got something they need some money to finish it. What would be your tips to them if they're new to, to Kickstarter or, or any crowdfunding kind of um, um, a platform? What would what would your what would your kind of main you know headline tips for them be? Well, the first most important thing is to don't launch a Kickstarter until you've got a, some sense of your audience. It's the most essential thing because it, you're in a bubble of your friends then, and that's it. So expect that if you launch a Kickstarter campaign without 
having built an audience first, then the only people who are going to put into your campaign is your mum and dad and your 10 mates who think you're cool and that's it. Sadly, that is just the case. No, it's very, very unlikely that uh, you're going to be discovered on Kickstarter, the platform itself, <clears throat> without having a bit of an audience. So the first thing mm. is find and find and build your audience. Get make them know that you're as passionate about the story that they would love to see as you, and make them your first advocates. Get them talking about it. Get them, you know, and don't don't do it in a cynical way because if you do that, then it, they'll see right see right through it, right? So create something that is genuinely you know something people want to be a part of second thing is um to really write down what the project is fully and uh write write that down in in as many simplified forms as you can so you need some kind of synopsis you need sort of stills that are going to support that you need um sound bites you need imagery you need artwork if it's a drama you know, references, if it's a documentary, <clears throat> your contributors, you know, gather it all together in a document. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's just something that you're chipping away at. So, yeah, first thing is that community or audience. Second mm. thing is the story. Create a kind of a, you know, a, a book, a PDF or whatever it is that's gathered all of that together. And then third, get your get get the timing right because it's a it's it isn't um a walk in the park mm. it's uh you've got to get the moment that you're ready to spend 30 days probably 30 days in advance of the campaign launching right. the 30 days of the campaign itself <clears throat> and then you've got fulfillments afterwards because of course chances are you're going to offer rewards uh and you know I've yeah. got I've got rewards of great stuff that people have have um have you know donated to the campaign that I've but I've still got to deliver those awards you know it's 250 t-shirts to get out to people you know there's stickers yeah. there's uh there's all sorts of things to be done so really get your timing right make sure you've got enough time to prepare that you launch it at the right moment a moment that your 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 audience is on side and and that that you've got time afterwards to fulfill what you you said you can mm-hmm. And then the very final thing I think is um, amongst your uh, your community, your audience, get people really, uh, and they'll they'll probably bubble to the surface. Actually, get people who will be your real key advocates, so that it's not just you endlessly posting on your social media platform. And I'm sure, I mean, I did it mostly through Facebook because it's the one I used to build the yeah group up. But people are probably equally able to do this on Instagram or TikTok or whoever knows what else. Mm. Um, but get those people <clears throat> who will talk about it, who will send it out to their mates, who will post it on every possible group. So it's not just you, you know, because if it's just you, people will go, oh, that guy, that whoever, mm. constantly badgering us about this project. It'll bore people. People will just go numb to it. Yeah, Whereas yeah, if it's yeah. 10 different people and they're all talking about it in different groups and different places, yeah. then it feels like more like it is that this is something really worth getting into, really something worth getting involved with. Um, so those would be the four main things, that community, that sort of that, that kind of audience, first of all, 
then the storytelling part of that, then the timing, uh, mm. the timing of the campaign and, you know, giving yourself the time before and after. And then those advocates, those people that are going to, that are going to be way more effective than you, you know? And I mean, I've had people just constantly posting night and day, you know, I mean, amazing stuff saying, Oh, I found out how many likes I've got from my post. And you're like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're they're just people who just really want to see your project come to life. So they're they're better than any PR company, better than, and of course you know yes you can do go down that route of having professional PR and press and all of that, and it's, I'm sure that's really worthwhile too. And there's you get a lot of junk mail over the first week saying we are a company that can that can give you a million customers, etc. Mm -hmm. You get all that stuff, but actually those advocates for you are going to be the most important because they're your real fans already and you haven't even made a film yet such an amazingly successful kickstarter campaign um i mean congratulations to you for that i think you've done it brilliantly brilliantly well well um, thank you well i mean you know i think the the diy uh, ethos is in some way in full effect and um uh, and so, you know, I guess what we started a little while ago is uh, in some way manifesting itself through this project. It is because it is. I mean, this is truly a, a truly so far. I mean, God knows what will happen when we get to the In Edit Festival and who will might pick it up and and take it from there. Because like you say, documentary filmmaking, especially with features, has such a long life and it needs so many people to come together to to bring to bring the film out but um thus far it's been a completely diy enterprise and uh, you've been out shooting on your own or with a couple with a handful of people and yeah going out doing doing interviews getting your talking heads getting your interviews down so um yeah you've come you've you've just done so well you've come a long way well thank you mate and thank you for my co to be my co-producer <laughs> and uh I, lo I look forward to us uh screening the film at some point and of course, there's a, an added bonus of uh, the In Edit Festivals at my 50th birthday anniversary. So my 50th well, birthday. We will be doing a DIY Cinemacult episode in Barcelona then, I'm sure. Oh, we've got to do it. <laughs> Listeners, it's worth keeping that subscribe button ticked just Please for that. Like, like and subscribe. <laughs> Keep it locked for going, Barcelona. We're, we're going, going international. <laughs> COVID restrictions, uh, of course, may oh, yeah, change shit. things, but somewhere off La Ramblas with oh, a... Yes. Uh, with some patatas bravas and a, a San Miguel in our hand, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. DIY um, forever, eh? DIY. DIY forever. Yeah. And anyone listening, if you want to get involved, Kickstarter, look for Free Party. Free, free Party, a folk history of the Free Party movement, right? Is that the name? Yeah, the Free Party, title. a documentary, or Free Party, a folk history of the Free Party movement. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, any of those should get you there or through Google or through Kickstarter itself. So great stuff. All right, guys. So get involved. Get okay. donating. Don't sit Let's... on the sidelines. Get involved. Get involved, <laughs> lad. Let's get this film all lovely and made. Yes. Lovely made. Lovely uh, made film. Thank you for anybody who's out there who has supported the film thus far. It, it really literally makes all the difference. If you have pledged, if you have shared it, if you're skint and you can't do any of those things, just posting it is a big help. It's just one of those 
the way it works so you, thank you've you had you've had such brilliant support and going by the like the, the seeing the people online and their comments you've got the best kind of people behind you as well well so yeah, um sure. yeah so, so, so keep keep donating keep supporting all right listeners we are going to be signing off and saying yeah night sayonara night night <laughs> love you love you listeners arrivederci free party on twitter at diy cinema cult or on instagram we are diy underscore cinema underscore cult seek out the diy cinema cult group on facebook or why not email us at diy cinema cult at gmail.com